Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined as I am every Tuesday night to cover this Wednesday slate by my good buddy here, Mr. Kenny Taylor. And uh, Kenny, we have an 11-game slate today for Wednesday, and uh, it's a rocking one, man. I've got quite a bit of interest in this one. A, a pretty healthy list of guys I'm into here. Uh, but let's go ahead and just break down this uh, injury news we've got here real quick. Anthony Davis, of course, is out with a foot injury. He's going to be out for a month, so it's a big blow to the Lakers. Uh, still a couple of Lakers guys I think that you can uh, you know, go to that are a little bit underpriced. Austin Reeves is doubtful for this one with an ankle injury. And Westbrook is also questionable with a foot injury. So if all three of those guys are out, uh, now we're really cooking with some of those Lakers values guys. Uh, Paul George, PG-13, questionable with a knee injury. Uh, he did participate in, in practice, though, so I think he's trending towards playing. Uh, same thing for Reggie Jackson, who has an Achilles injury. He did participate in practice also. And Ivica Zubac also participated in, in practice, so that's a questionable tag, but I believe he's going to play. Uh, Terry Rozier is doubtful with a hip injury, so keep our eyes on that one. Uh, Rudy Gobert, questionable. This is a big one here. Questionable with an angle injury. Kyle Anderson, also questionable with the back injury. So the block thickens. Interesting stuff going on in Minnesota. Uh, Josh Giddy out with an illness. Uh, already ruled out. So uh, kind of a bummer there. Yusuf Nurkic, questionable with a calf injury. Middleton, Chris Middleton, doubtful with a, his knee injuries flaring up and giving him issues. Dante DiVincenzo is questionable with an illness, so we'll see if he plays or doesn't. There's a couple of uh, Golden State guys I'd be interested in. Marcus Smart, also questionable with an illness, so something's going around there. Uh, Franz Wagner, questionable with an ankle injury. Gary Trent Jr., also questionable with a quad injury. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis is questionable with a hand injury, so that's a really big one. I have a feeling he's going to play, though, so I'm not really putting too much stock into that. Uh, Harrison Barnes, also questionable with a quad injury for the Kings, so a couple of big names there to look to watch out for. And then I just want to include it because he's been getting a boatload of minutes anyways, but Dorian Finney-Smith out with a hip injury. Not sure there's a whole lot to like uh, out there from that uh, absence, but that is something that we want to know here because there might be a guy or two we could slide in. I wish Josh Green was playing, but I think he's also been ruled out. But anyways... Uh, so Kenny, did I miss anything? Any big uh, injury news that uh, that you might have seen? Um, only thing that I felt like you didn't really hit on was um, Grant. Um, I believe Grant is questionable with back spasms, mm-hmm. and Golden State. You never know; you might have one or two players um, be a late scratch tomorrow. Yeah, that's always something to look out for, obviously. Uh, and if you aren't already looking out for it, give us our DFS Pass. DFS Pass 4 9 a month is absolutely cheap, and you can get in there and talk to us as we go up the lock and we get these injury updates and we tell you guys who we're playing. I've uh, been hitting that late recently. You guys got to get in there. I called Duncan Robinson to have a good game tonight. I called Drew Eubanks uh, being a good play the other night. So I uh, got to get in there, got to get into that DFS Pass and talk to us on Discord. It is absolutely cheap. Now go to scootsethos.com and sign up. Uh, but, Kenny, I do want to talk about some of these games, man. Uh, you know, Again, this is a brief. I had a chance to briefly look at this slate, maybe an hour or two, and uh, go over stuff that I like. So this is just kind of, again, a primer here uh, of guys that I'm looking at. But, man, let's start off here in Minnesota. Uh, well, Minnesota versus Dallas. This is a interesting matchup here. I think it's going to be a uh, pretty nice pace here. But I got to ask you, man, Luka Doncic, 12-6, most expensive guy on the slate. But he's playing Minnesota. I mean, are you going to roster this guy? Um, I mean, it's a 11-game slate, so I don't really see myself having too much exposure to Luka. But when it comes to the Minnesota side, there's actually a couple pieces that I might like a little bit more when um, injury news come out, since um, both Rudy and Kyle Anderson are questionable on this slate. Right. And if both of these players are out, Naz Reed, mm-hmm. um, Noel, 
and McDaniels would be players that I would be looking at since I believe all three of these players should have a bump in usage rate rating and also fantasy value as well. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm good. Oh, no, but what about yourself? How, how do you feel about Luka? No, I think he's got to be in my list here. But like you said, man, it's a limited game slate. There's a lot of guys in that 9,000-ish range that I'm really interested in. So um, there's one in particular I'm going to talk about here in a minute. But, uh, but yeah, I don't think I'm going to get a whole lot of Luka in there. But I think it is worth a shot here if you want to go stars and scrubs. I think that as we, the day progresses, we'll have some value open up. Uh, right now, I'm not seeing enough value to go Luka Doncic on this slate. But that always could change, obviously, as we get closer to lock. Um, but, yeah, you said Nas Reed, 5,900. Yeah, this is guys the only guy I really have interest in on the Minnesota side. Those other guys, I, I think you can have interest in them as well. I think those are fine calls. But for me, it's Nas Reed all day, every day. He put up 51-plus DK points in two of his last three. And the only one that he missed in, he, he only managed 12 minutes in that game because he missed uh, – he got injured against Chicago. So, uh, yeah, if we're looking for about, you know, hopefully a floor of about 40 DK points, I'm hoping, 35 maybe, at 5,900, that seems like a lock to me. So I, I absolutely love it. But, again, that's only if Gobert doesn't play like you said. Uh, okay, moving on, though, let's talk about the guy I actually do have interest in as my top spend up here, and that's in the Lakers versus Sacramento game. I have got to have a ton of interest in LeBron James at 9-9. He's under 10K here. He's playing Sacramento. We all know Sacramento doesn't play any defense. I don't – and, you know – the Kings are, might be without Harrison Barnes, too. So that's a defender that they would throw on King James. Uh, and he's been killing it, man. So, I mean, 99 for LeBron. I think it's a great deal. What about you, man? Um, I'm actually going to be going um, against the field on this one. Okay. Um, I feel like with LeBron ownership, it will be sparked a little bit too high for my liking, especially on a levy game slate. Mm-hmm. Since if you have a, mm, let's just say a 10K player, who's going to be 15, 20% on, on a 11 game slate. It's typically best to, you know, differ on your um, GPPs from a player like that. So on this game, I actually have interest in um, another spend up on the Sacramento side, which is um, Sabonis at Mm -hmm. 10, three. I really do feel like in this spot without Anthony Davis, even without Harrison Barnes, he's not really get into rebounds, but that could give him a few more shot attempts out there. But I really do feel like against this Laker team, he will be the most dominant player outside of LeBron on the floor during this game. See, it's interesting because we're, we're kind of going against each other here because I have De'Aaron Fox at 8700 on my list here. Um, I think that's a great price for him also. Um you know, it's a little bit more expensive. I think last time I, I suggested Wasserman, he was like 8100 So it's a little bit of a price jump here. But like you said, man, those Lakers, they're down bodies. They're down Anthony Davis. Their defense is just atrocious. Anthony Davis is a really active guy on the defensive end. He was one of the really glue guys holding the defense together. And without him, they just, they're just they just not good. So I do like some here on Fox at 8700 I think I think Sabonis is absolutely fine. Uh, I think if Sabonis is out, I think I'm going to be locking in De'Aaron Fox. But that's, of course, I, I think that's a long shot. I think De'Aaron, I think Sabonis is going to play. Uh, he's just dealing with a hand injury, so it's probably not going to keep him out of the game. Uh, but going back to the Lakers, though, I've also got interest in, interest in Dennis Schroeder at 4,700. No Austin Reeves. Might get a few more minutes there. But, you know, he seems to be that secondary ball handler out there with LeBron James. Obviously, if Westbrook is out, too, he gets a bump. So I think if Westbrook is ruled out, I'm going to lock him in. But I think even if Westbrook plays, I do have some interest in Dennis Schroeder at 4,700 just because of this game environment. But uh, on the Kings, I also got uh, on my list here, and this is if Sabonis and Harrison Barnes are both out. So, again, this is caveats all over the place. But if they're both out here, 
I actually think Trey Lyles at 3000 the absolute minimum pricing here, is a really good play because he is a permanent type guy. And if he can get 25 minutes, he's probably going to put up 25 points. And, then, you know, 25 DK points at, at minimum pricing, that's exactly what you're looking for. That's all-day value. Uh, so I do like some Trey Lyles as well. Anyone else you like in this game here, uh, Kenny? Yeah, on the Lakers side, I actually will have some interest in Damian Jones at 3-3. Mm-hmm. Since in the last two games, he's been given about – 20 minutes in each of those game and he's somebody who could give you about a fantasy point point 1.2 fantasy points per minute when he's out on the floor and one more laker that i might have a little bit of interest in as well is um kendrick nunn mm-hmm. lakers always need some shooting and even though kendrick nunn haven't been the most um <laughs> effective yeah, <laughs> shooter right. on that team i do feel like if russ is out a lot of people will go to Dennis, like you said, but I do think that will actually increase the amount of time you might actually have Kendra Nutt on the floor. There's a good pivot there for you guys. That's, I like it. Uh, okay, let's move on, though. Let's talk about my Chicago Bulls, who uh, finally got a win tonight. Man, I'm happy. Uh, they should have won that game. But anyways, uh, man, it's, I don't know what's going on over there, man. I saw a whole, whole bunch of uh, crap going on behind the scenes there. But anyways, my Chicago Bulls and the Atlanta Hawks. I do have some interest in this game. I have interest in all three of the top dogs in Chicago. I'm going to tell you right now. Jamar DeRozan, 8,500. Zach Levine, 7,200. Uh, Vucevic, 7,100. I know DeJounte Murray's back, so their defense is a little bit better on that perimeter. Um, so with Zach Levine, I think I have more most interest, though, in Vucevic at 7,100. With Zach Levine, I feel like he's uh, motivated with all this you know, background noise about him being a selfish player and everything like that. I think that's really going to motivate, motivate him like he did against the Heat you know, team. He came out really aggressive. He showed what he could do. I think he's going to keep that going for a few games at least. So that's why I'm kind of playing a little bit of a narrative here, which I usually don't do. But I do watch this team, obviously, and I do, you know, watch watch their body language, watch every single thing they do. And I'm telling you, he looked like a different player tonight. So I'm, I have some interest in there because he is under 8K, 7,200. But I think Vucevic is the guy I'm really going to be locking in here. I'm not locking in, but I have the most interest in him uh, out of the three top dogs there. Uh, the Hawks really don't defend the center position well, honestly, even though they have Capella and Kongwu. And Capella's going to be out this one, obviously, so they've only got a Kongwu. Uh, but I think, you know, one of the other things that the Bulls showed me tonight against the Heat was that they are willing to play a little bit more through Vuce and uh, getting him those those touches and those points and those rebounds. Uh, so I'm looking here for, you know, a 2010 game, a good solid floor of that with a uh, you know bit of an upside here in case he gets, you know, four or five assists. So uh, do you like these any of these Chicago guys? I mean, who are you feeling in the Chicago Atlanta game? Oh, um, on the Chicago side, not so much. I typically stay away from teams on a back to back. But if I had to choose one player on Chicago that, oh, who would it be? I might throw a flyer at um, Alex Caruso at, I believe, what is it, 3-8. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight, he had a pretty productive game. I think he got you about five rebounds, five assists, about two steals. So that's always, you know, worthwhile for 3-8, get you about 20 DK points. But on the Atlanta side, I actually do have interest into two players that I never thought I would say. <laughs> their names at the start of the season. The first one is actually um, a prospect that came out of Wisconsin about six or seven years ago, Frank the Tank Kaminsky. <laughs> um, I never thought in 2022 that I would actually be like, man, this might be a value play. This might be something I need to have in about 50% of my lineups. But in the past two games on Atlanta, he just been getting about 20 minutes and he just been crushing his time on the floor, giving you about, 10 points, five rebounds, 
an assist, a block, and a steal. Mm-hmm. So three eight for about twenty five DK points. I'm always going to be interested in that. And my second play that I have interest in, I think I talked about him the last two times I was on the show with you talking about Atlanta, but the boy from Duke, AJ <laughs> Griffin. Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought Trey coming back was that she's going to put him like just out of the rotation, but he's still getting you about 24, 28 minutes per game, and he's producing about a fantasy point per minute. So at 4-7, I'm definitely going to throw a couple A.J. Griffins in my lines tomorrow. All right. I like it, man. Uh, yeah, I got a couple of Hawks on my uh, list here, too. I've got Bogdan Bogdanovich. I still have interest in the 6-5. Uh, prices come up a bit. I don't think it's a you know smash play or anything like that. But you know we do see how the Bulls struggle to you know get out to shooters and also struggle to rotate on defensive end. They were better tonight against the Heat, but like you said, it's a back to back. Going to have slow legs out there, so it might be a little difficult for them. What I was surprised of Kenny is that even with Dejounte Murray back in the lineup in the last game, he still managed 36 minutes. So uh, I'm still looking for him to play about 30 plus minutes here, and I still think he's going to you know run that second unit and the Bulls second unit. Not very good. So so uh, I am liking this matchup here for Boggy, for Bogey. But, again, I think he's just a guy you land out. He's fine. Uh, and then I've got interest in here, and this is another bit of a caveat play, but I'm interested here if they, we get news that John Collins has his uh, minutes restriction lifted at 5,700. You know, if he's going to play 25 minutes, I think that's a, a pretty good price there for a guy that's going to get some offensive boards guaranteed against this Bulls team because we do not box out that well. Uh, it's his third game back. I mean, we'll see. I don't know if, it, you know, that's the game we're going to lift his, his limit there or not. Uh, but if we do get word of that, then yes. If we don't get any word at all, then no, I'm not going to go for it. But uh, let's move on, man. Let's talk about the Portland Trailblazers and the OKC Thunder. I got some interest here on the Portland side, uh, all on the Portland side. I don't have much interest. I think you can play Shea. I mean, that's fine. I have no, no problem with it. That's always a guy I'm looking for in OKC. But, I mean, Good luck deciding who else is going to be putting up value on that team. You might have somebody, Kenny, but for me, I'm kind of fading them all. But I do have interest here in this game. I mentioned him last time. He had an okay game, not a great game, but Anthony Simons at 7,300. How do you feel about Anthony Simons, man? You like him or anyone else on this Portland team? Um, man, I really don't like Anthony Simons in this spot, but his price is reasonable, 7-3. But when it comes to Portland, I actually don't have – too much interest in that team but i actually do have interest in um two value plays for okc and that's um trey man and aaron wiggins um both of them gave you about 20 minutes last game and they produced in the time that they got and i know man is a little bit more riskier of a play since you never know what the coach is going to do but wiggins has actually been uh, pretty consistent in the rotation this month so He's been giving you about mm, eight to about 12 shot attempts per game, and he does give you a couple of rebounds a game as well. So um, I really do think that's somebody I will take a chance on for 3-9 tomorrow night. I like it, man. Uh, and I do want to keep our eyes on the center, center position over there in Portland also. You know, I think the OKC Thunder are a good team to, to attack uh, at that center position because, you know, teams can put up big uh, big numbers against them. And so, uh, you know, if Houston Nurkic does play at 6,800, I think he's a decent guy uh, to slip into your lineup if you need a center. Uh, but I do think also if Nurkic does not play, I think Drew, Drew Eubanks, again, at 4,200, I'm going to go to him just because this is a 
positive matchup for him, and I think it's a still a reasonable price if we know he's going to get 25 to 30 minutes. So uh, I would definitely keep my eyes on that. Um, let's move on, though, Kenny. Let's talk about uh, one more here. I've got a lot of interest in, and I've got some additional plays outside of that. But the other one that I've got uh, several guys in so far is the Clippers and the Charlotte Hornets. So your Clippers, man, let me let me hear let me let, let me give it to you. I'm like the floor is yours. Who do you like in the Clippers? <laughs> is it going to be a blowout? Should I fade these guys? What are your thoughts, man? Um, on paper, it seemed like this is a game the Clippers should um, control pretty well, but I've I seen it in person. The Bella Ball caused a lot of trouble to the Clippers. Um, so that's actually my favorite play on the slate, oh. the Mellow Ball at 8-9. I really do think he's going to have a huge game tomorrow night since this is technically a home game for him since he grew up about 30 minutes from the stadium. And last time I went to the game, I was actually sitting right next to LeVar. So <laughs> his nice. family will be there. So... Um, I expect Mellow Ball to go off in this matchup, and I actually have a little bit of interest in um, P.J. Washington as well. Typically, when teams stretch us out, even though we like to play small ball, it's hard for us to beat small ball as well. Here's um, one. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was only going to say um, one more player on there who might. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, and my last person I might have a little bit of interest in is um, Nick Richards. Um, he's only 4K on this slate. He's been performing pretty well um, the past week. So that's one player I feel like could cause the Clipper a little bit of trouble production-wise. For sure. And uh, I like that call, Lamella. I think he's going to have pretty little ownership. So if you hit on that, it's going to be pretty nice, man. But um, here's here's a guy actually I'm interested in, Charlotte. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just say, like, I think, like you said, on paper, Kenny, I think the, the Clippers should be able to take care of business. This should be more of a blowout. So if it does turn into that, if you're game scripting this and you're saying, you know, hey, the Clippers are going to get up 2025 early and not let go, then I do like uh, on, the, on the Charlotte side, I actually do like me some Theo Maladon at 3,300. He managed 26 minutes in the last game uh, without Terry Rozier. Rozier is probably not going to play in this one. Uh, but LaMelo Ball was in foul trouble, so that's something to think, you know, keep on top of. So we're looking at probably about 20 minutes there, which, you know, isn't a whole lot. But with Theo Maladon, if he does get hot there, I think it's, you know, definitely something to keep your eye on. And, again, if we're scripting this for a blowout, and he's not just going to get 20 minutes. He's probably going to get closer to 25, 26, 27 minutes. And in that case, 3,300, he's probably going to smash that that price tag because he does do things on the court when he's on the court, uh, even though he's not a particularly good player. Uh, but man, I I can't believe you didn't uh, you don't have Ivica Zubac on your uh, on your list there, Kenny. Man, come on, everybody likes to attack these uh, these Hornets down low, man. That's like one of the not so hidden secrets. Of, uh, of DFS and everything, man. The Hornets just suck in the interior. Mason Plumlee gets scored on left and right. So, man, I got to have interest in Vika, Vika Zubac at 5,200. Uh, if he does play, of course, he is questionable. But he did practice, Kenny. So uh, we put we saw this guy put up Will Chamberlain numbers, man, <laughs> already this season. I don't think he's going to do it again, but I'd be happy with, you know, a 15 and 10 uh, line or something like that. Do you think that's possible for me? I mean, it, it's possible, but at the same time, Zubak is coming back from a knee injury. And whenever you're about a seven-footer, about 250 pounds on you, I, I, I'm a little bit more hesitant when it comes to a player coming back from a knee injury. But you're right. Charlotte is a great place for um, people to just learn how to rebound. I don't know why. <laughs> just every single team in the league just learn how to rebound against them. But I really don't think this will be a um, Zubak night. 
And um, if you want somebody on the Clippers, um, I feel like Morse would probably be your best bet for one of our bigs to actually have a nice little spot. Really do feel like this is a double-double spot for him, even though she's not much of a rebounder. I want to say his rebound rate's probably about 12, maybe even less percent than that. But he did give you a double-double against the Washington team that was undersized with Przingis that was out last couple nights ago, I want to say. And in this matchup, I really don't think, you know, Plumlee is going to go off and give you one of these 12 rebound nights like he had a couple games ago. So Mm -hmm. I really do like him in there, especially since I think this will be a competitive matchup. Mm -hmm. Um, And the second player on my Clipper side that I do have interest in is actually um, Luke Kennard. Since no matter how the game script going to go, I can actually see him giving 24, 28 minutes. And with that time on the floor, especially if PG is out, I really do think you're going to get about 12, 15 field goal tips from him. And mm-hmm. that will be about seven or eight three-pointers for Kennard. So that's all Could I really got night. for the Clipper side. Yeah, uh, for sure, man. Could be a big night when you shoot that many three-pointers. But uh, all right, man, let's talk about some other games, though. Who, any other games in here we have not touched on yet that you have a lot of interest in or, or you know, top plays or anything like that? Um, let's see. I actually do have a little interest in the Detroit-Philadelphia game. I really do think this is a game that will blow out, mm-hmm. and that will give you an increased role for Shake Milton and mm-hmm. Yang. And with Harden and Embiid off the floor, um, I want to say both of these players have about a 24-25% usage rate. So mm-hmm. Shake at 4-5, Niang at 3-4, especially if this game blow out quickly. Since um, the Harden and B combo been looking um, pretty nice lately, um, <laughs> that could be a nice little boost. Yeah, especially on a levy game slate. I'm gonna mention some guys here: the Golden State Warriors and Brooklyn game. I got some interest in Jordan Poole, still 8200. His usage is just through the charts. Uh, obviously, without Steph Curry, and uh, you know Clay's been in and out of the lineup. I assume he's gonna play in this one, uh, but we'll see how that goes. But uh, if the Warriors do end up sitting some people, man, Poole, it's gonna be the Jordan Poole show again, and they're probably gonna lose by 30. But you know what? He's going to get his 25-30 piece, and uh, he's going to do that every single time uh, he's playing without these guys. So, you know, I got some interest in him at 8,200. I don't think he's got, like – well, I shouldn't say he doesn't have a high ceiling. He does have a pretty high ceiling, but um, I don't think he's good. I don't think this is a game environment that's necessarily conducive to him doing that. And uh, on the uh, other side of the ball – oh, this is not the right game. I'm sorry. That's the only guy I got interested in there. This is another game. That's crazy. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, oh no, this is the this is the right game. I apologize. I've also got interest in interest in Ty Jerome at 3500. If Dante Divincenzo is out, uh, rostered him tonight. Also, he didn't have a huge game, but man, uh, I I still like this guy's game, man. Man, I think he hit some you know some jumpers, uh, dishes out some assists. Uh, I just I think he's a solid point guard, honestly. So I'm I'm looking for him to do something here, uh, especially if it's going to be a blowout. He might get a few more extra minutes. So, um, but any any other guys you're to uh, Kenny that we haven't touched on yet? Yeah, the final guy I'm actually um, a fan of tomorrow night is um, Fred Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. I've got um, him 8-7 <laughs> going up against the Knicks who just allowed Jordan Poole to have how many points again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 35 points or something. Um, mm-hmm. I really do feel like on a back-to-back Fred Van Fleet, he was actually back in form outside of the last game. He played on a back-to-back 
um, that he did play 42 minutes in, but his production been good if you're just looking at his last five game. And I feel like he's kind of got a rhythm for this team again, and he's looking to score again too as well. I like it, man. There's a couple other uh, mid-tier guys here that I have that we haven't mentioned yet. And I, I like this game in general, Houston and Orlando. Just, I love when two bad teams play each other. I just think it makes for a sloppy game. And with that being said, a sloppy game, one guy I'm always looking at in a game environment like that is Kevin Porter Jr. He can turn the ball over eight times, but, man, he's going to be dishing and running and, and gunning, and uh, that's just what he likes to do. So 7,100 in Orlando against the Orlando backcourt, which uh, wouldn't, won't be with Jalen Suggs again, their most athletic backcourt guy. Uh, their defense in that backcourt is just not very good. So I think Kevin Porter Jr. is worth a look there. And on the other side of the ball, I got some interest in Bankera at 8,000. Uh, I just think this is, again, a game that's going to have not a lot of defense here. Uh, we just saw him you know, put up about 30 points or so. And he's capable of doing it against any team. But against a really weak Houston team in a game that's probably going to be close, mm, I got to look at that guy there at 8,000. So uh, that's the last plays I have for you guys, too, just to kind of put it in your minds. And on this early primer here, but we're going to move on, though. We're going to talk about Thrive Fantasy plays. If you guys aren't on Thrive Fantasy, you should go there. You should sign up. You should use promo code ETHOS to get that deposit match bonus up to 250 bucks. But, uh, Kenny, man, I've got, like, seven plays here, and I apologize. I'm trying not to talk about them too long. Do you have any plays for uh, Thrive Fantasy, though, for this one? Yeah, there's three plays that I actually like on um, tomorrow's slate. The first one is actually going to be – Joel Embiid under 2.5 total blocks since, like I said before, um, I really do see this game blowing out. And I want to say in the past 10, 15 games, Embiid probably only hit that number once or twice. Mm -hmm. The second prop that I'm actually a fan of is Trey Young over 35.5 total points and assists. Again, Chicago's on the back-to-back, not the best defensive team. So mm-hmm. I really do feel like this is going to be a nice game environment for Trey. Mm-hmm. And my final prop that I was a fan of was Fred Van Vliet over 5.5 total assists. Again, Knicks are on the back-to-back. Fred Van Vliet trying to find his rhythm again. And I really do feel like this is going to be a nice little game for him. Well, that takes one of mine because I did have Van Vliet. All right, so I do have a few more here for you guys. I do uh, have also Nikola Vucevic at over 25.5 points and rebounds, and that's 100 points there. So, uh, you know, again, I, you know, mentioning that the Bulls are trying to play a little bit more through Vuce, uh, I do think this is a pretty good matchup for him, actually, despite the fact that Akangu and, and Capella, who isn't playing, but anyways, despite the fact that the Atlanta uh, centers are pretty good, I think this is still a good matchup for him. DeJounte Murray over 10.5 rebounds and assists, that's only 85 points for that one, but I think that one's a done deal. Uh, as, you know, Kenny was alluding to, Bulls are pretty terrible defensively, so he'll get the assist for sure, and he'll grab some boards because the Bulls also have a hard time uh, finishing shots and boxing out. Uh, Bancaro, over 26.5 points and rebounds. That's 95 points there. Uh, again, I just feel like this Houston team, it's a good matchup for anybody, and if you're going to be a high usage player in a sloppy game against the Houston team, you're going to go over your points pretty much all the time. Uh, Anthony Simons, over 26.5 points and assists. Uh, I know Kenny doesn't necessarily like him in this matchup. Maybe I'm crazy, but I, I don't know. I, like, I just seem to like uh, Anthony Simons in games like this. And Edwards, Anthony Edwards, over 36.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, that's 105 points for that one. 
guessing there's no Gobert here. If there is no Gobert, it's going to be wide open in that lane for Anthony Edwards still to go off for his 25, 30, uh, you know, regular points there. And he's going to put up, you know, four or five assists and probably six, seven rebounds. So I think he's going to hit that over there for us. And then lastly, LaMelo. And I know he's your top play, Kenny. So uh, and I might steal this from you. I think you just said you might be putting this there. But, yeah, uh, LaMelo, uh, over 35.5 points, rebounds, and assists, 100 points there. I do uh, agree with you. I think this is a uh, still a good you know game environment for him. They've got uh, you know Reggie Jackson who's a little bit hollowed on the other side, uh, and they've also got uh, John Wall who's a little bit I don't call him washed at this point because he's been showing me a lot, but he is older, uh, a little bit slower. So I like Lamelo in this matchup here at 35-5, a bigger guard against that smaller uh, backcourt of uh, the Clippers. That was your play, right? I stole it from me. <laughs> that last one you're gonna throw in there. Yeah, I was going to look more so for um, fantasy on Mm -hmm. prop sites Mm -hmm. and also points and assists. I really do hate playing LaMelo when it comes to rebounds since, like I said, Charlotte, everybody else except people on the Hornets are getting rebounds in (laughs) my eyes. Mm -hmm. So, yes, that was my play, and I probably will have exposure to it on Thrive as well. Awesome, man. That's, That's perfect. So that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, until next time, you can find me on Twitter at, at BSBP. Keith and Kenny, where can people find you, man? Uh, you can find me at OrangeDFS on Twitter, and I'm always talking about all levels of basketball from WNBA, NBA, EuroLeague to ABL. Yeah, you guys gonna need to get to it. Follow my guy, Kenny. But hey, until next time, guys, go get that money. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.